This is season two of the Marked Podcast from Lifeway Women. I'm your host, Mary Margaret Collingsworth. Each week, we'll hear the story of what God has done in the lives of different people. We'll talk about things that have marked them, and I know you'll be encouraged. Most of them are just like you. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. Today on the podcast, I'm so glad that you guys are here with us, wherever it is that you find yourself listening. Um, I'm so excited today just about what the Lord has in store for this conversation. Um, I would not be surprised if you have heard of Lisa Harper, um, but if you haven't, you are in for a real treat. And if you have, you already know that you're going to love hearing from Lisa today. Um, She is one of my favorite Bible study authors and teachers, and um, she is just the Lord is doing some incredible things through Lisa and through her daughter, Missy, right now. And so we're just excited to talk this morning and just to see um, what it is. So welcome, Lisa. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad. I was just thinking this feels like hot mess Monday. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a little early on a Monday to be doing this. I'm like, I don't think I've even said enough words yet. So, so fun. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. Mary and Margaret, just... I don't think I've ever made that, that statement in my entire life. I don't think I've said enough words yet. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't think, I think I would be struck by lightning yeah. if I said that. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's it's a rare occurrence for me, but I, I realized in the car, I was like, I should probably call somebody on the phone and talk for a little while before I get up here and I'm trying to talk into a microphone, but I'm so glad that we get to sit down together today. Yeah, I am too. And, um, you know, for somebody who doesn't know you, mm-hmm. um, tell us a little bit about, like, how would you tell somebody about yourself so that I'm not just reading something? I would say I am a, a fluffy middle-aged woman who has been absolutely gobsmacked by the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. I've been a believer since I was a little bitty girl, mm-hmm. but I keep being undone by the kindness of God. I had a um, long season of doubt, and I had some real, just some real brokenness in my life in my 20s and 30s. Not to say I don't have plenty of sin to be Mm -hmm. spanked out of me now, but I had some ongoing uh, relational toxicity in my life. So I always say I was a thick, thick as a brick in my 20s and 30s, was very attracted to abusive men. So God protected me from the guys I was really drawn to, Mm -hmm. the few good godly guys I dated. He protected them from me, I mean me from them, them from me, me from them, me from them. It is early in the morning. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I just, um, I really blew that window of biological motherhood. And it grieved me because I remember as, you know, from the time I was probably in elementary school thinking, I can't wait till the day I'm a mom. And by about 40, I realized, you know, I just have totally ruined that chance because I've been so afraid. I've been so drawn to toxic relationships. And not that our God is capricious or punitive, but there are consequences to sin. Yeah. And so the fact that he redeemed that huge chunk of my story where I was broken and allowed me to become a mama the same year I started menopause <laughs> at 51 just has undone me. And it's not just being um, a mom that has undone me. I adopted my little girl from Haiti. It's just the sweetness of the the story, the path of walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It literally gets sweeter every day, even when life is hard yeah. or chaotic. His presence, the older I get, the more in love with Jesus I am. So mm-hmm. I just say I'm a fluffy, middle-aged, gobsmacked by grace in love with Jesus kind of girl. I love I'm it. it. I that love it. That is better than any bio I could have read, <laughs> trust me. And, you know, I just, as I have watched, um, you know, over the last few years from afar and then in some moments up close, just the way that the Lord has worked um, and done all of this, you know, a lot of women, you know, 
you know, have seen you in different avenues, whether yeah. it's, you know, on an event, whether it is, you know, through a Bible study, um, through you speaking all over the place. And, you know, and I just hear women all the time say like how much they resonate with you. Mm. And I think, but it's because of your honesty and the fact mm. that you will just say, here's where I am. And you'll yeah. talk about things like Spanx and, you know, <laughs> just the, the things that us women have to deal with anyway, you know, That's and right. just the the place that we find ourselves, um, you know, but where you are right now, um, you know, being a mom, you know, being one who travels a good bit and, you know, stays busy and stays on the road. How do you, you know, and, and we all hate that word balance. And I think it's, yeah. it's not, it's not something we try to achieve. It shouldn't be something we try to achieve in our lives, but how, how do you kind of keep everything in check, I guess, when it comes mm-hmm. to, to putting all these pieces together as you right. go about your daily life? Right. Um, two things is I have thrown the word balance out the window yeah. because I think for so many of us, that means I have exactly 50% that I put into this bucket and 50% that I put into this. And then that just becomes kind of fodder for guilt that yeah. I'm not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And so instead of seeking balance, I seek to have to wisdom. Mm -hmm. So I just say, Lord, give me the wisdom to know where I engage and where I disengage. There will be seasons like Missy and I leave tomorrow morning for two weeks on the road. Now, mind you, like a week of it is in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Now I'm working, I'm speaking at a women's conference in Hawaii, but we have two days of play on the front side, two days of play on the back side. And then we have two events after that in California. And then we'll be at the Billy Graham Training Center in North Carolina. So that's that's a pretty long haul, 14 days on the road. But I I build in times of that where we just have fun, where Missy and I are in the pool, where Mm -hmm. I go for a run. I don't really run anymore. I kind of wobble slowly. (laughs) But anyway, I'll build in times where Mm -hmm. I'm just totally leaning to the Lord and I'm not doing anything that that is like work related. But also when your work or your vocation is your passion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get to travel around the world and talk to people about Jesus. Yeah. So there's something about that that just constantly fuels my tank. I feel mm-hmm. like I have up close seats of of what what the gospel is doing right now yeah. in this minute. I get to see women who you know who are divorced and who feel like that I will always wear this red letter D. And then mm-hmm. you see God redeem that part of their story yeah. and them get past the shame of maybe being abused or or even being the one who who was unfaithful. And that's mm-hmm. why the divorce came. I just see redemption happen over and over and over again. So sometimes my my flesh is weak, mm-hmm. but my spirit is always willing because of what I get to see. But for me it is much less about balance, much more about wisdom of yeah. when to press in, when to pull back. We live in the boonies. Mm-hmm. So when I come home, we have five acres, this little hilly farmette in the country, um, hills of Tennessee, and I totally decompress yeah. there. So I love running hard, but I also love to rest hard. Mm-hmm. So again, it's a it's a wisdom. It's it's we harvest while the fields are white, and then we lean against the breast of Jesus and rest when mm-hmm. we feel in our spirit we need to do that. I've gotten better at that because I'm 53. Yeah. Um, I will never, I, I I will never probably be great at resting. My default setting is usually stuck on go. Mm-hmm. So I've had to realize too some of that is personality. Yeah, and um, I have friends who are like, oh, for every day I work, I need a day off, and I'm like, oh, I'd have a nervous breakdown oh, if I was I on the too. couch that often. Yes, um, I enjoy you know, being, being busy. Mm-hmm. I enjoy if I'm home digging in the dirt, I love to garden. So again, uh, more about wisdom than balance, but then also I think it is imperative to have a group of people who love you kind mm-hmm. of like a Christian cheers. They know your yeah. name. And so there's two Bible studies I'm in here at home in mm-hmm. Tennessee. And these women have known me for over 20 years. So they don't think, oh, wow, you just wrote a book or wow, you just were with you know, mm-hmm. Beth Moore. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm as impressed by her as they are, but <laughs> but that that doesn't impress them. They love me. They respect me, um, but they will also call me on the carpet. Mm-hmm. And to me, if you don't have people you're doing life closely yeah. with, um, believers who are holding you accountable, encouraging you, but also going, hey, hey, you don't look so much like Jesus today, you're mm-hmm. going to get in trouble. Yeah. Because when I go out and speak, people see me for 45 minutes. Well, of course, you can put your best foot forward mm-hmm. for 45 minutes, but it's people you live and breathe and really do life with who either see Jesus falling out of your mouth or not. Mm -hmm. And so if it wasn't for these basically covenant groups that I walk with and been walking with for decades, I think I'd get in trouble real quick. Oh yeah. And and I think it's hard. I, I have struggled, I think, as a as a believer, as an adult, to to in some moments find that because yeah. because I have a strong personality. So yeah. often my friends don't want to challenge me. And I'm like, oh no, like please right. do. And I right. and Bring I it. really had to realize at one point that I was holding some of my friends to the carpet on things because that I could see, but nobody mm-hmm. nobody was tur- turning around and doing right. that for me. And I right. really had to pray and go, Lord, I need some women like that in right. my life. Like, will you bring some? And, and right. he certainly has. And they're not, he afra- will. Yeah. They're not afraid to, yeah. to call my hand. And yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Well, and I love, um, I used to have an old boss who would say, hire to your weakness. Mm. So I like having friends who aren't like me. Yep. And so they can point out the places where they go, oh, wow, you are not being iron sharpening iron here, Lisa. You're actually just being just rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah. And so I love having that. I also, because I am such a, you know, I'm, I'm usually just a few degrees away from a prodigal season. Mm. Um, I also have a Christian counselor I go to on a regular basis. Yeah. Part of that is my lifestyle, which includes a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure there's somebody who is a professional, who knows my story, knows my heart, knows my predispositions to sin or the areas of sin. And I, I meet with a Christian counselor on a regular basis mm-hmm. to make sure I'm keeping step with the Spirit. Yeah. You know, all the answers are in God's Word. I'm not always smart enough to mine those and apply them to myself. You know, sometimes you can see everybody else's junk, but the stuff that's in you, yeah. you're just oblivious to mm-hmm. or really myopic about. And so I go to a, a godly Christian counselor who doesn't want to be my friend. Yeah. She wants me to be as close as I can to Jesus mm-hmm. and to be restored from the places where I sin. Yeah. So I go there. Actually, Missy, I tell Missy it's my heart doctor because mm. a lot of times Missy will be with me. Yeah. So I tell her, baby, you watch your iPad and you put on your earphones while I'm with Miss Lynn. And and she's like, Mama, what does Miss Lynn do? And I said, Baby, Miss Lynn is my heart doctor. Mm-hmm. And the more I go to Miss Lynn, the less you'll have to go to someone like her when you get older. <laughs> so yeah. so I have a lot of kind of layers of encouragement and accountability yeah. in my life. So I kind of have the Barnabas and the Paul mm-hmm. in my life. I love that. And um, you know, and just in thinking about, you know, I, I love the times that I've been able to be around Missy and even mm-hmm. seeing her this morning, she is so full of joy. Yeah. You know, and and it's in such a very natural, not put on, but just it's who she is kind right. of way. And how ha- right. how has that, you know, as a mom, like how do those things sit on you? Like, you know, not, you know, n- you know, I don't know exactly how to ask that question, I guess, but like No, I get but, it. Yeah, but like what, how does that yeah. how has that changed you or what yeah. has it done for it, you? Well, you know, when I first started the adoption process with Missy, she was in Haiti, two and a half years old. Her first mama had just died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the story, son, Mary Margaret. She was very, very sick. The mm-hmm. doctors didn't give her much of a chance at surviving, yeah. much less thriving. 
And she wasn't joyful when mm-hmm. I first started the process because she was just barely, barely surviving. Yeah. Tuberculosis was so, her lungs were so filled with it. She could barely speak. The HIV had, you know, robbed her of strength. She was only eating Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. So she was starving all the time. So to watch her unfold, mm-hmm. to watch her begin to trust that, first of all, I'm going to, I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to be sustained. I'm going to get to eat every day with yeah. this big pale woman who's helping me now. Secondly, this woman's not going to leave me. She mm-hmm. she really really loves me. I've just seen that it, it's basically the gospel I've seen in my daughter's life. I've watched her unfold almost like a flower coming out of cement. Yeah. And so she started wary and cautious, rarely smiled. Mm-hmm. Now she just I mean she just you know just spews joy everywhere she goes and all that has been is her being loved and then having access to meds and clean water yeah and so the way it has affected me is i think goodness gracious my kid has every right to have an orphan spirit because Mm -hmm. she was a literal orphan yeah i lived like an orphan in america Mm. had parents my parents divorced when i was little but i had my dad left us, and then I had a stepfather after that. Um, so I don't know what it's like to be fully abandoned by both parents. I don't know what it's like to have a parent die when I'm young. I don't know what it's like to be in an orphan- orphanage with people who won't pick me up because I have HIV and they're afraid yeah. they'll get it. I, I don't have any of those um, those legitimate reasons to mm-hmm. have an orphan spirit. And yet I did. For years and years and years, I felt like, okay, God has delivered me from my sins, but He doesn't like me very much. There's no way a perfect God like that could sing over a damaged girl like mm-hmm. me. So I feel like her coming into feeling like a, an absolutely adored and, and fully loved, safe child yeah. has been kind of a parallel for me to go, Lord, I want to live like that yeah. as a 51-year-old. Amen. I want to actually, I'm now, that I was 51 when I brought her home. I'm now 53. But I want to live with that reckless abandon yeah. and that absolute security that you love me. Even mm-hmm. on days I misbehave, you love me. You're never leaving. So there definitely has been this parallel oh, journey yeah. of motherhood that both of us, this orphan spirit has been jettisoned. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been incredible. That really is. And it just is such a testament to just the way that the Lord frames all these things up, you know, and gives us real life examples of the way that he works is so unique and so creative. And I love how he's done that um, through Missy and through just through your story and yeah. that, that is out there for so many people to yeah. see. And, you know, and I was reading your book last night. Um, Lisa has a new book called the sacrament of happy. And, and, and I will be honest and say like, when I, when I read the title, like several mm-hmm. months ago, I was like the sacrament of happy. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. what and does it this sounds mean? Kind, of, kind of flipping it first, <laughs> it, doesn't it? It did. Yeah. And, you know, and it, I was like, well, I'm like, I, I mean, I knew it was you. And so I was like, well, I mean, it's, I'm sure it makes sense, but like, but I think yeah. I've been one who has struggled with that yeah. word happiness. And as I've read this book, it has, I feel like it's given me some freedom to, yeah. to not be flippant about that word and to right. see God as a happy God. And right. how has, how has that transformed your mind or your thoughts towards um, towards either that word or just that idea of happiness? Yeah. I mean, it's been part and parcel of this whole, what we've been talking about, of mm-hmm. going kind of from feeling like, okay, I, I love God and I know God loves me in kind of a holy way. Mm-hmm. But the idea that God would dance over me or grin when he sees me coming or yeah. clap when I do ungainly cartwheels on his proverbial lawn, mm-hmm. that that was kind of far-fetched to yeah. me. Um, and, and so I started literally 
literally studying the theological underpinnings of happy. Mm -hmm. Is it in the Bible? What does it mean? And was really pretty shocked to find out that God defines himself as happy, that it's not what we've always heard. Mm -hmm. I heard literally from the pulpit, happiness is not holy. Mm -hmm. Because happiness is based on happenstance, what happens to you, whereas joy is based on the acronym Jesus, others, yourself. So joy is the spiritual emotion. Mm -hmm. Happiness is immature and tried and superficial. That is actually terrible theology, and it's not true. That's yeah. not what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. In in Hebrew, the word for happy is asher. In Greek, so which is most what most of the New Testament is written in, the word is makairos. And so when the Psalter, the Psalms, start, we read it in most of our English Old Testaments as happy is a man who walks in the ways of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, blessed. Yeah. But the word there is actually happy. Asher can be just as appropriately translated as happy. Yeah. Then Machairos, um, that's also usually translated as blessed in our English New Testaments, mm-hmm. but it's just as accurate, just as sound theologically to say happy. Therefore, when Jesus starts the Sermon on the Mount and says, blessed are the poor in spirit, that's actually happy, happy. Mm. are the poor in spirit. First Timothy 1.11, when Paul says to Timothy, Okay, buddy, here's your charge. Because you know Jesus, mm-hmm. because you've walked with God, here's how you're supposed to bear this out for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, he says, um, your calling is to share the glorious good news mm-hmm. of the Makairos God, mm. the happy God. You're like, yeah. no stinking way. Our God, <laughs> yeah. our creator, redeemer is happy. He actually smiles. He dances with joy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. There's like 3,500 references, yeah. either direct or indirect, to happiness in scripture and I just thought dadgummit how did I miss this I grew up thinking God was a little more of a unibrowed librarian Mm -hmm. and that's not to take away his holiness he is absolutely holy and righteous but he's also a happy God Mm -hmm. and so that has kind of changed everything to me to realize this isn't about our emotions it's not about what happens to us Mm -hmm. it's that sense of fulfillment and well-being and contentment and yes delight that comes when you believe God is good he does good mm-hmm. and he's for us. Amen. That doesn't mean we won't grieve. Yeah. That doesn't mean there isn't just horrific chaos mm-hmm. in this broken planet that's been marred by sin. Yeah. But we can still be wholly happy, that is, content, fulfilled in Jesus, even when really cruddy things happen in our lives. Oh yeah. So and yeah, I, I love this concept. Oh, and I just I so appreciated the fact that you you broke it down for us. Like as as I was reading the book, I was like, you you gave all the backup for all of that and all the research and the information in a way that was easy to understand, you know, but, but to go, this is what God is saying. This is where this comes from. That caught me from moment one. I was like, okay, like I've been, I've been one who has thought incorrectly about so much of this as I have, you know, as I've gone about my life and done, you know, and I think I have even been one who's like, I've looked at other people and said, this is not about happiness. This is right. not what this is about. That's you right. know, and it's I've been that taking one. up your cross. Yes, it's and, about being uh-huh. being like you're second on lemons. <laughs> and you know, there is there life is hard. Yeah. But happiness and sadness are not mutually exclusive. Mm-mm. And most people think that. Yeah. I'm like, no, happiness does not mean the absence of of sadness or badness. It yeah. means God is still good even when I can't see around the corner mm-hmm. of my circumstances. Randy Alcorn and I wrote this. I don't know if you you got this but my favorite quote in the whole book is not from me it's from <laughs> Randy Alcorn who has an amazing a very deep theological book on happiness but he wrote the modern evangelical antipathy to happiness backfires when it portrays Christianity as being against 
what most people long for most. Mm -hmm. And that struck me. I actually read his book as part of my just study and research for this book. Mm -hmm. His goes much, much, much deeper into the Greek and the Hebrew. It's almost more of a theological journal or, or a commentary, if you will, on biblical happy. But when I read that, I thought, oh, my goodness, yeah. he's right. Mm -hmm. It has backfired. Yeah. Because all too often, an unbeliever sees Christians as as being very narrow-minded, mm -hmm. joyless, pharisaical. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, if you really get Jesus, that doesn't mean we're flippant Pollyannas. Mm -hmm. It means we go, yeah, life is hard. I mean, I, I lost two adoptions mm -hmm. before I brought Missy home. My little girl has HIV. There's some pretty serious medical stuff we walk through on a regular basis. Yeah. My my father died, never got to see her. The last thing he said to me was, when is our baby coming home? Mm. You know, all of us walk yeah. through things, seasons, and sometimes prolonged seasons that are very painful. Mm -hmm. I'm single. Always thought I'd get married. So that's not to say, you know, he he, life is a bowl of cherries. Yeah. Every day is a happy day in that flippant kind of a, a cultural definition of happiness. But to say, my God is good and my God does does good, even mm -hmm. when my life feels sad yeah. or the things that are happening to me are not what I plan for or hope for, mm -hmm. that is biblical happiness. That's yeah. that fulfillment and contentment that, that, that circumstances don't jar. Oh, yeah. And I think so many of us even struggle on the flip side, too, with, with when good things happen, yeah. rejoicing and truly yeah. leaning in and going, God, you are you are good and you have done yeah. this. And, yeah. and really pointing it back to him that gives him all the glory for it you know, at the right. same time. I think sometimes it is that pharisaical nature that we have to mm -hmm. just go, well, you know, this this is just circumstantial or it's not like and, and we don't give credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. The fact that That's it's right. the Lord doing those That's things right. and it's him bringing us joy That's and right. him, you know, doing the work and. It's like we want to dumb down delight. Yes. Oh, yeah. So to look more spiritual, I had a, a friend who used to, and she said she was doing this for my own good. She said, when when I've decided you talk too much, and we're at, at a dinner, like mm -hmm. let's say there's five girls and we're hanging out at Chewy's, yeah. just because I love Mexican food. Me too. If she felt like I was talking too much, mm -hmm. and she was doing this as what she thought is what a good friend would do, she would kick me under the table, <gasps> kick me in the shins <laughs> under the table. Oh, no. And I got to her finally, I was like, you know what? I, I really am not as stupid as you think. Like I can usually figure out when everybody's uh -huh. eyes are glazing over and the story's <laughs> gone on too long. And so you can quit kicking me on the table. I feel like that's what culture does, especially mm. Christian culture. Yeah. If somebody seems too joyful, like you said, they are genuinely celebrating something yeah. God has done. Mm -hmm. Then Christian culture tends to kick them under the table and go, don't be so happy exactly. because otherwise <laughs> it will somehow hurt our holy God's reputation. I'm like, yeah. actually you must not know the nature of God exactly because he's both holy and happy. He's a God who delights in his son, mm -hmm. who rejoices over Jesus when Jesus is being baptized. I mean, yeah. if you really study scripture, mm -hmm. God laughs. Oh, yeah. So he is a holy God, but he's not a unibrowed, sober God who's always in a bad mood, which is, I think, all too often how we caricaturize him. Yeah. And one thing that I was reading... Um, uh, and the, the, I, I flagged because I was like, I want to highlight this because it just really stood out to me in the book. Um, and you said the redemptive reality that our Savior died to provide for us is not simply for an abundant life here on this broken planet, but also for an infinitely better still eternal life with a happy Heavenly Father. And, yeah. and it's like we've got to keep the whole thing in perspective. Right. And it's so it's so easy to just get so focused on right where we are right now that we, you know, and we're we're trying to to do all of these things to make everything 
the way we think it ought to be here right. when, right. when there is such a, a grander perspective to be had oh, yeah. in the big scheme oh, yeah. of things. And you know, all that, when I started studying for this book, all of the, I love all the old dead guys. Yeah. So, you know, Spurgeon, <laughs> you know, Lewis, all these guys, mm-hmm. Jonathan Edwards, you don't think of them as being the type of guys who would research and, and write about happy. All yeah. of them did. Mm-hmm. It slayed me. Yeah. But most of them said the idea that we would go to heaven with a sober, sad God is not compelling. Mm -mm. Like what would make you want to go spend eternity with a grump? And they're like, that is not the reality of his nature. Yes, he's perfectly holy and righteous, Mm -hmm. but our God is filled with joy and happiness. Otherwise, why would heaven be something we long for? And I thought, golly, I never really thought about that. But as a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when you, when you have, I don't know, I think when you're younger, you have less of the kind of stringent Mm -hmm. parameters we get when we're older and we add too much um, scholarliness to (laughs) theology. Um, When I was younger, I remember thinking, I'm not sure I want to go to heaven. Like all this sitting around morosely throwing crowns, flinging crowns toward the (laughs) holy throne of Jesus. singing out of the hymn book for the rest of of eternity. This sounds like a total snooze fest to me. But the one time I asked that question in vacation Bible school, I got so shamed Mm. that I thought I'll never again let anybody know that I'm not so sure I'm excited about heaven. Yeah. And, and I thought, man, if only when I was seven, eight years old, yeah. I had adults around me who said, oh, baby, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be bored because our God is a happy God. Yeah. So think of your happiest thing here. That's going to be just multiplied infinitely in glory. Yeah. Then I would have said, oh, wow, I can't wait to mm-hmm. be reconciled with Jesus and actually see him face to face. But instead, it was almost said in like undertaker tones, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and so it became less compelling to me. It was yeah. more of, a, well, this is just what we do. This mm-hmm. is what happens when you die. And now I'm like, I can't wait to get to glory. It's going to be a hoot. Mm-hmm. Like the best stuff I have here. I mean, yesterday, Missy and I had the day off and we we were just hooting in the pool. Yeah. She's just learned how to do cannonballs. Oh, fun. <laughs> and so we were doing cannonballs in the pool. It was this warm, you know, really warm day in Tennessee mm-hmm. and I had cold watermelon. I'm like, okay, there's nothing better no. than your kid from Haiti learning how to do cannonballs yep. and, and eating cold watermelon by oh, the yeah. pool. Like that's, and to think that is just a, a drop yeah. of an ocean mm-hmm. of happiness yeah. in heaven, it makes you go, wow, th- this is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. And just, I think things like that have made me reevaluate the way that I automatically say stuff because I, I grew up in church. A lot of it is yeah. this, this lingo that we right. use that it's like, you know, somebody at some point said something to me about happiness that then has framed the way right. that I view happiness right. that I never really did my homework on that's to right. go, hold on, let me ask some questions right. here and let me really understand. And I think that's where we as believers have to be on our A game, oh, yeah. especially when we're talking about things of the Lord right. that, that we are speaking truth. Oh, I mean, that's so my story. Margaret, I was accused my whole life mm-hmm. of being happy-go-lucky. Mm-hmm. You just see the glasses half full. I had a friend in high school. She was brilliant, but she did not test well. Yeah. And I didn't have to... St- I had, I had a, a very good memory, mm-hmm. less so now, but I had a good memory when I was younger, you know, high school, college. So I didn't have to study too hard to test well. Yeah. And so um, I can still remember this. We were seniors in high school, and I was like, Kim, we have got to go to the beach. Like, I I wanted to go celebrate. She was like, Lisa, we have a calculus test tomorrow. I was like, I know, but I mean, we'll do fine. And I said, sometimes you need to stop and smell the roses. And she was a sweet girl, but she said, I'll never forget her saying this to me. She said, 
Lisa, you fell in the garden. Mm. So I've always felt a little <laughs> bit guilty yeah. about being happy mm-hmm. and and always felt like the older I got, I've got to kind of press this down. This isn't a holy emotion. Yeah. Then I went to seminary mm-hmm. and I didn't have a class on happiness in seminary, yeah. but I learned a few Greek and Hebrew, you know, multisyllabic terms. Mm-hmm. And so I started trying to appear more academic to justify myself. And so people would think, you know, I wasn't a lightweight. I almost mm-hmm. wanted to dumb down my own. Yeah happiness and when I found when I really started studying this and I went oh my goodness that was all smoke and mirrors Mm -hmm. like God knit me as happy you know the coolest thing Mary Margaret has been since I brought Missy home I've been had the the grace just the pure privilege of getting to talk about Jesus vocationally for about 30 years now. I've been Bible teacher, very mediocre writer, um, but I've been in vocational ministry since I was out of undergrad, Mm -hmm. since I was in my early 20s, now 53. The most effective ministry I've ever had in 30 years has been the last three years. And it's not people asking me, how can I be a better mother? Goodness gracious, I've made every mistake known to motherhood in just three short years. Mm -hmm. It's people going... You seem so happy and grateful. How can I get there? Mm. And I've been like, you know what? I've been undone by how God has redeemed my story. I'm more grateful than I've ever been as a believer. And I thought, isn't that interesting? The thing that I would have labeled as almost trite or superficial five, ten years ago Mm -hmm. is now the thing that people are coming up to and going, Mm -hmm. how do I get to a place where I'm laughing all the time? I've I've had women who said you know, that they were in the deepest place of despair and something as silly, as trite as them hearing Missy and I laugh on Instagram, they said it brought me back to a place of believing that I can have joy in Christ. Mm. I'm like, good night. Who would have ever thought us laughing would actually have a ministerial effect and that people would go, how can I get that? I'm like, it's 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 getting what he redeems yeah. in us. Mm-hmm. It's not even about being a mama or eating watermelon. It's about our God is a good God. Yeah. He loves us. He longs mm-hmm. for us to be completely content and whole in him. He loves it yeah. when we're happy in him. Mm-hmm. And that's the us. The key part is the in him. And that's what that is where we find that happiness, that joy. And you yeah. know, and I feel like we've already talked about several, probably several of these things that you could answer this question with, you know, but what, you know, I always try to ask like, what's something you've been marked by or someone yeah. or, you know, some situation, but how, like, how have you been marked? Like, how would mm. you answer that today? I'll tell you how I was marked not too long ago. I was with uh, Christine Kane, a dear friend, and we had gone to Greece and we were there to help with her organization that um, she has an organization called A21 that helps rescue people from human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we were there, we found out the refugee crisis with all the people fleeing, mostly fleeing Syria, the civil war in Syria. They, they were coming in at the Isle of Lesbos in Greece, which was just two hours from where we were. So mm-hmm. we decided let's, you know, we'll we'll still help with these girls who've been rescued from trafficking, but there's a team doing this. Let's jump in vans and head down to the border and see yeah. what we can do to help because this is the largest humanitarian crisis since World War II. Mm-hmm. We go down there and, and it was, it was the most profoundly sad thing I've ever seen. Mm. All of us afterwards compared kind of mental notes, and it reminded us of the pictures of the the Jews marching to concentration camps, these mm. people coming off buses who'd lost everything yeah. in Syria, been just seen horrific thing, lost children. Well, we were helping the UN um, just – 
give these people the basic necessity, clothes, food, triage for those mm-hmm. who needed uh, medical care. We were literally their first stop after coming across the Aegean Sea from mm-hmm. Syria. So you saw unbelievable, really carnage and just devastation. Well, after, um, the, I don't remember, it was the first night or second night, they sent us, and there were 11 of us from Nashville, just middle-aged women in a Bible study. Yeah. They sent us to the children's tent. And there's like 200 Middle Eastern Eastern children, mostly from Syria, some from Turkey, some from from Northern Africa. But they're devastated. They've left their homes. They've lost siblings. I mean, Mm -hmm. they've seen people drown in the Aegean. I mean, these kids have been traumatized. Well, we didn't speak their language. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, what can we do? There's there's no coloring books. There's no video games. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the girls said, let's just sing the hokey pokey. Well, of course, I didn't know the hokey pokey was a universal <laughs> language. We start singing the hokey pokey, just these 11 women from Nashville with all these little yeah. mis- Middle Eastern kids we don't understand. They all join in. We end up having this huge hokey pokey circle. <laughs> well, the kids wouldn't let us stop. You know, they were just just so excited we were doing this. Well, I stepped out of the circle after maybe 45 minutes because I'm just sweating like yeah. a pig. <laughs> you know, it's wintertime mm-hmm. from all the exertion. So I step out of the shirt circle to take my sweatshirt off, and this... Young mom, wearing a full burqa, obviously Muslim, steps over to me and says in perfectly English, may I speak with you a moment? And I was like, yes, ma'am, certainly. Mm-hmm. And she said, my husband and I just want to thank you. She said, this is the first time we've seen our son smile in two weeks. Mm. She said, we lost his sister in a crossfire in Syria two weeks ago, his little sister. And she said, he's eight years old, so he's Missy's age. Yeah. And um She said, we haven't seen him smile since Syria. Mm -hmm. And she said, I want to thank you because this is the first time I've had hope that my my boy might be joyful again. Mm -hmm. And then she said, I know you're Christ followers. And she said, "Um, um, I would be honored if you would pray for my son for his joy to return. Mm -hmm. And she said, "Um, would would you do that? And I said, I would love to do that. Her name was... uh, Oh, goodness, I had her name. Now I've lost it. Her little boy's name was Abdullah. And I said, I'd be glad to. I said, may I may I ask you a mm-hmm. favor? And she said, yes. I said, since you know we're Christ followers, is it all right for me to pray over your boy in the name of Jesus? Because I believe the name of Jesus is where mm-hmm. our power comes from in prayer. And she said, she, she considered it for a second, and then she smiled, this beautiful smile, this Muslim woman, and said yes. And so I held her hand, Fatima was her name, I held her hand and had my hand on her little boy's head, mm-hmm. Abdullah's Missy's age, yeah. and got to pray in this tent put up by the UN in the middle of the desert in southern Greece on their way to Macedonia for this family, for this little boy, for his joy to return yeah. in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I thought of that Randy Alcorn quote, I thought this is what the world is longing for oh, yeah. most. And most people would say, oh, happy, that's just, that's a trite thing. That's a trite thing to have a podcast about. I'm like, no, actually it's profound for mm-hmm. that mama oh, yeah. seeing her son smile mm-hmm. and laugh for the first time in weeks had had a profound impact on her. And she recognized the people who brought that to my baby wow. were Christ followers. Mm-hmm. So so that marked me. Yeah. I thought, I'm going to quit apologizing for something that mm-hmm. a lot of grumpy people say is trite. It's not trite. It's the heart of the gospel. God yeah. wants us to be joyful people mm-hmm. and impact the world around us. I love it. That's so good. And, um, you know, it just... 
it, it bears a weight. It bears its own weight to, to say that, um, that the Lord can do that and he can cross the language barriers. Yeah. He can use something like the hokey pokey to yeah. bring joy to it, to yeah. a kid and to impact a mom, which impacts a family and right. it opens her up to maybe something she didn't even realize was sitting right, right out there. Well, even the fact that she was cognizant that we were Christ oh, yeah. followers. That's mm-hmm. one of the first things she said. I know you are Christ followers. Yeah. And, and yet we are Christ followers who were, bringing legitimate joy mm-hmm. to a place where it was just profoundly sad. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't trite. We weren't being silly. Yeah. We were we were kind of bringing what we could to a desperate situation and sometimes sometimes happiness genuine biblical happiness mm-hmm. I think it's as life sustaining as bread. Oh yeah. Amen. I love that. And you know, one other thing I wanted to ask you about today, which and I, transitions are not my my strong suit. So I'm Me just going to move right into I have it. The most awkward segues <laughs> no, in I'm the like, world. Sorry about this, everybody who's listening. <laughs> but there's there's one other thing I wanted to make sure that we talked about today, and that is abundance. Yes. Because um, I know we talked about it briefly earlier. Um, you know, what, my favorite hang, my favorite favorite hang all year. Yes. Yes. Tell for those women who are not familiar with abundance, or maybe those yeah. who are, tell them a little bit about abundance. It is this amazing amazing weekend i'm going to call it a a parvival that that's part party part revival Mm -hmm. it's an amazing weekend event that lifeway puts on that is a multi-platform event that means you'll have several incredible bible teachers incredible worship it's very engaging Mm -hmm. so it is for people who are already following christ it's this incredible shot in the arm Mm -hmm. it's like enables you to keep on keeping on yeah Uh, also gives you a a new view a lot of times of jesus deeper understanding of some scripture Mm -hmm. you know the bible is a love letter it is not it's not a textbook it's not a morality book so when you get oh my goodness he loves me that much Mm -hmm. it does empower you to walk better in in whatever circumstances you're in so it's kind of boot camp for believers for women who don't yet know Jesus it's a safe place for them to hear the gospel it is fun you will laugh your guts out Mm -hmm. you'll probably cry some too (laughs) Um, but we go deep from the get go so this is there's not a lot of fluff there's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of fluff Um, I think we're doing eight in 2008 18. We've got another couple left this fall of yeah. 17. It is the most, wor- it's a great, great value. I've looked at prices online mm-hmm. of other national Christian women's events, and we are a phenomenal value, mm-hmm. but it is one of the most worthwhile expenditures of both time and money that I know oh, and yeah. that's happening in America. Mm-hmm. So I would say, uh, and our audience varies wildly. It's kind yeah. of from belly rings to bladder control problems, <laughs> you know, kind of 18 uh, to 80. Yeah. Um, we see a lot of young women. Like mm-hmm. 13, 14, 15, like women will bring their youth groups, yeah. their high school groups. But it is, um, for some, it will be life changing. Yeah. For others, it will just be that thing where you go, that was kind of the knot in my rope because mm-hmm. I'm taking care of elderly parents or my marriage is at a, at a tough spot or I lost my job. This mm-hmm. was kind of the knot in my rope that helped me hang on and remember yeah. he is good. He does good. Jesus will meet all my needs mm-hmm. according to his, his riches and glory. For others, it's, there's no stinking way. Yeah. This perfect God actually loves and accepts a damaged girl like me. So mm-hmm. it is, it's revel- revelatory. It is a blast. It's deep. 
it it again it starts out deep we yeah. don't there's not a lot of rah-rah it mm-hmm. is fun I'd say it's fun without the fluff yeah I love that and it just you know I am one who whose life has really been transformed through events mm-hmm. and they when I look back at the scope of my life you know events have been very significant yeah. for me and so you know I, I that's why I wanted to make sure we talked yeah. about it today because it's not just us sitting here going oh come to an event but like right. but just the fact that when women gather together when when believers right. gather together when you bring your lost friends the ones you've been talking about right. just to say let's just have a girlfriend week in a way right. let's do this together or bring your church group um the lord really you know he uses all manner of avenues yeah. to reach people for his name and to to he do does. transforming works and so that really is what we've seen happen when i think in the culture we're in now to have an event where jesus is i mean just from the get-go jesus mm-hmm. is magnified yeah. is is explained is revealed is honored is worshiped and then we also it's a very biblically sound event i think we're in a culture where a lot of people go oh just do whatever you want to do and it's all about love or it's Mm -mm. all about this big god and god can be whoever you want it to be and i'm like yeah no we are bible believing christians and so we believe the truth in here will set you free Mm -hmm. so this is not uh, a bunch of gobbledygook. Yeah. This is about Jesus mm-hmm. setting you free, and and so I think I think in the past we've seen that events that are really serious about the gospel and good theology yeah. sometimes can feel like you know watching paint dry. They're mm-hmm. so boring. This to me is the most beautiful mix of deep theology and very engaging, mm-hmm. authentic, relational stuff. Yeah. So Jackie Hill Perry, when she raps and does a spoken word <laughs> on biblical womanhood, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I'd, I'd be 15 and be hooting and hollering and buying the t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So so the programming is very, very engaging. Um, none of the speakers are haughty. It's mm-hmm. just you're there with your sisters. It yeah. just happens to be some sisters that really can preach the cover off the Bible, basically. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't use the P word. Teach the cover <laughs> off the Bible. Um, it's it's. I love this event. Yeah. I just love abundance. Awesome. Well, we are so excited. And um, whenever you're listening to this podcast, um, if it's after the first week of August, you will be able to find all of our twenty, not only 2017 but 2018 dates, um, where you can find Lisa, which she is at. All, I think pretty much uh-huh. almost all of them, if not yeah. all of them. I begged and, him. I yes. just begged him. <laughs> I've kind of hooked my Volkswagen van, yeah. you know, to the back of the Lifeway we bus. I'm there, baby. We love it. And just, you know, so I hope that you will, you know, we try to spread them out all over the place. And so I hope wherever it is that you are, mm-hmm. that we're coming somewhere close to you. Yeah. And if not, it's it's worth the drive. It is so worth it. Yeah. So, worth it. so Sometimes I think the drive's the best part. Piles yes. and girls oh. in the car, grab oh, Starbucks. The, the late and, night hotel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those well, conversations you know that Revelation 12, when you talk about what Jesus has done, mm-hmm. that's where you twist the sword deeper in the enemy's chest mm-hmm. and he's defeated. Yeah. defeated. So I always think the testimonies in the car coming and going are as important as the event itself. I love it. And, you know, Lisa, thank you so much for, for just chatting it. with me today. And just, I've loved I it. love hearing stories of what, what God is doing. And it's just, it's so clear that he is, you know, doing just really unique work in and through um, yeah. the, what he's called you to do. And so thank we're you grateful for, for me that. On. Absolutely. And thank you. you guys who are listening today, um, or you women who are listening today, maybe there are a few guys, you never know, but um, brave, brave, yes, a few men, brave, brave men. men yeah. um, you guys will be able to look in the show notes at lifewaywomen.com 
com forward slash podcast. Um, we'll have links to everything that we talked about today, whether it's the book, um, the abundance event, um, just all different kinds of stuff. But I hope that you will um, engage with Lisa, that you will pick up a copy of the Sacrament of Happy um, and that you will come find us at an abundance event sometime in the next year. Um, what I also want to say to you too is just, you know, wherever it is that the Lord has you today, um, just keep your eyes fixed on him and, right. you know, and just pray that, that the Lord would, would bring you that great community if you don't have it already. And, um, and just that you would find happiness in, in Jesus Christ and who he is. And so, um, we hope Mary to- Margaret with the <laughs> mostest. Oh boy. That was a word. Mm, well, I hope that, um, you know, that wherever it is you find yourself today, that the Lord will, um, will use this just as an encouragement to yeah. you. Amen. And so, um, we will see you guys next time on the March podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, tweet at me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Margaret C. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. It's a great way for other people who aren't listening yet to find us. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week.